We're a pioneer church based in Loughborough in the UK. Our mission is to make disciples to establish heaven on earth. God is, God is, sorry, this has nothing to do with my talk, but God is good, man. Like, he actually is, like, the, we're in a season, like, series about hospitality, and God is, like, the greatest host of all time. Like, this, we're in the Father's house. He, he, we are in his home, and, like, the earth is the Lord and everything in it, and, and, like, he is so willing to meet with us, even though we're, like, broken and flawed and all of that stuff. And so if you've never, like, met with Jesus... Um, if you've never been hosted by him, this is an opportunity. There's loads of people here who will be <laughs> very excited to pray for you. So, um, yeah, find someone. Find someone. Um, but, yeah, I'm Renee. Hello. Hi. Um, I've, been in, I've been a part of OH for five years since I was a fresher. I know. I know. Um, I also, sorry, this is just a fun fact, I play football. Great. And uh, right now, as of 20 minutes ago, the England Lionesses are in the uh, European final. So I haven't checked the score. So I'm just going to... That's all right. It's good. We still got a chance. We still got a chance. <laughs> um, but anyway, today I'm just going to, I'm going to dive straight in and I'm picking up our at the table teaching series with some thoughts and some questions on authenticity at the table. And before I go any further, I'm really intrigued to know about what you guys think authenticity is. It's, the, it's one of our values. We've got five values as a church. It's the A in grace, which we use to describe our values. But what does authenticity mean to you guys? Just, just throw some words at me. Anything. Send it. Being real. Being real. Oof. Being real. Oof. Very nice. Anyone else? Anyone else? Two more. Just two more. Say again. Oh, vulnerable. Come on, Elsbeth. Mm. One more, one more. Oh, thanks, Abs. Genuine. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I mean, I agree with all of those things, to be real, to be vulnerable, and to be genuine. Um, and straight off the bat, I did some Googling ahead of the talk. And according to Google, authenticity um, is the quality of being Authentic. It's a terrible definition. <laughs> Absolutely atrocious. They're using a word to describe a word. Absolute amateurs. Um, <laughs> like I, hate, I read it and I was like, oh gosh, here we go. So anyway, anyway a better definition according to a random website that I cannot quote. I don't, I don't know what it is. But it says authenticity is harmony between who we are inwardly and how we act and appear outwardly. It's who we are inwardly and how we act and appear outwardly. It's who we are and how we act. And so the question I had was, how does harmony between who we are and how we act relate to hospitality? What does it mean to be authentic in our hospitality? And to answer this question, we've got to look at scripture. And so if you've got your Bibles... Uh, turn with me to 1 Peter 4, 9. That's 1, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 9. Just give me a nod when you're ready. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 9. Good, good. Right, so I'm reading from the NIV version. 
Um, I, ha- it's, I haven't got my Bible open. I've, I've written it down, so that's why. <laughs> but it says, um, be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. And it's a really, really short verse, but I think we can learn a lot from this verse. And in particular, we learn three things. The first thing we learn is that we're called to be hospitable. We're called to host others. The second thing we learn is who we're supposed to host, one another. In this verse, it's referring specifically to those in the body of Christ. But we know from other verses in the Bible, like Luke 14, 13, that when we host or we give a feast, we're to invite the blind. uh, Sorry, wrong bit. We're to invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. So we're to host all people. But the third thing we learn, and the thing I want to focus on, is how we're to host people. You see, the verse doesn't say the type of food we should give people or the fine china we give certain guests. No, it clearly says we're to do so without grumbling, without complaining, without moaning. Our outward decision to host others should be at harmony with our inward conviction to serve and love others. We're to do so authentically. So authenticity at the table matters. It's what differentiates between entertainment and what this series has been unpicking of biblical hospitality. You see, entertainment is related to impressing others, friends and family. It's self-centered and focused on asking, how do I make myself, my food and my home look good? Whereas hospitality, biblical hospitality, is, is related to serving and doing life with others, with followers of Christ and with strangers. It's gospel-centered and focused on asking, how do I make others feel seen, loved, heard, and valued? And don't get me wrong, there is absolutely nothing wrong with cleaning our homes, dressing our tables, and making our best meals for our guests. In fact, That's nice. (laughs) It shows love and care, and no one wants to eat in a dirty home. But when we hide behind these things out of insecurity of opening up at the table, or we use these things to distract from our guests just seeking for a compliment on our banging stir-fry. In other words, the point at which our behavior outwardly becomes misaligned with what's going on inwardly is when we've lost authenticity in our hospitality. And suddenly, we're simply entertaining. I can never get my papers off this thing, sorry. (laughs) So the first question is, have you been merely entertaining or are you undertaking the servant role as a host? And if I'm honest for a moment, if I talk for myself, I've very much entertained. I've performed. I've given people the Renee I think they need or want. At non-Christian tables, I feel like I have to be on my best behavior, somewhat ignoring the words of people, like the person I'm actually speaking to, and just looking for a gap for me to talk about Jesus. At Christian tables, in this community, I've hidden what's truly going on my emotions, my fears, my sins, presenting an image of myself and my journey that isn't always accurate. 
And without assuming for others in this room, I'd expect this is true for, for many of us. And in recognizing this, I've had to ask for forgiveness. Because at, at times I've hidden behind the notion that hospitality just isn't one of my giftings. And it isn't, to be fair. It's really, it just really isn't. <laughs> um, but the reality is that is irrelevant. Because we all have it in us to be authentic hosts and guests. Because although the fall causes us to hide, but to causes us to hide as Adam and Eve did in Genesis 3, the fatherhood of God invites us to come out of shame, to come out of hiding, and into the reality of open lives and open hearts. As believers who have been united in Christ and are being transformed into his image, we can model authenticity, openness, and community to reflect his glory. We can obey Jesus' commandment in Matthew 5, 6, where he says, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So in fact, as believers, we can't and we shouldn't settle for anything less than vulnerable, authentic, and honest postures at our tables. Because like I said, who we are at our tables matters. Authenticity at God's table looks like freedom, grace, and truth. And as ambassadors of Christ made in the image of God, we have a responsibility to bring these things to our tables. If we turn up to our tables with masks on, counterfeit versions of ourselves, focus on our own emotions and stories to simply impress a crowd, we'll never see the fruit of communion and hospitality. But the question is, how do we do this in a world full of rushed encounters, facades, and distracted conversations? How do we truly create authenticity at the table? And I think to answer this question is we've got to look at the main man himself. We've got to look at Jesus. And, how Jesus was, and what Jesus was like at his tables and what those around him were also like at his tables. And so to, the, to, to do this, we're going to look at three verses. So I need just three people. That'd be great to just grab your Bibles. Isaac, I'll pick on some people in a minute. Isaac's one. <laughs> to look at three verses. If you've got the ESV version, that'd be so much better just so we're on the, the same page. If not, change it on your, on your Bible apps. Um, so it's Luke twenty two fourteen. 14. So Brandon... Uh, so Isaac, Luke 22, verse 14, Brandon, Mark 2, 15, and Simon, uh, Luke 7, 36. If you want me to repeat any of them, let me know. Right, bothered about Peter chewing with his mouth open. But, I mean, it doesn't say that, but I can imagine it. No, it says that Jesus was reclining. And we see it with his disciples and those who were around him. They too were reclining at the table. And we see in all three verses that we read at the Last Supper with sinners, with Pharisees, they reclined. With friends, with followers, followers with those who literally despised him, Jesus reclined. Different tables, same posture. Host, guest, same po posture. But the question is, can we say the same thing for ourselves? Work canteen, small group table, library cafe, 
Have we got the same posture? You see, reclining while eating was a Greek practice that the Romans adopted and the Jesus and the Twelve would have followed. And although the position isn't literally what we would refer to as reclining, the heart posture was the same. Jesus and the disciples reclined. They were relaxed. And to be relaxed is often, not always, but is often to be yourself, to be authentic. And that's not to be mistaken with being disengaged, apathetic, or lazy, just sitting there and doing nothing. That wasn't the case. In fact, when we read further in these verses, and I recommend you do, and I can give them again to you if you want at the end, we see that Jesus was very much present. He served the table by giving thanks, breaking bread, and pouring the wine. He taught, he rebuked, he encouraged. Similarly, the disciples listened, interacted, and questioned all things that we too can do at our tables. So could our tables be spaces for correction? Like Jesus correcting the disciples in Luke 22 as they quarreled about who among them was the greatest. Could our tables be spaces for questions and teaching? Like the early church did in Acts 2.42 where it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and, um, and the prayers. The pages are stuck again. <laughs> Could our tables be spaces of confession and healing? As James 5.16 calls us to confess our sins to one another, that we may be healed. Sorry, and pray for one another that we may be healed. Could they be spaces of reconciliation and forgiveness? As Matthew 5.24 calls us to first be reconciled to our brother and then come and offer our gift. And the answer to all of these is yes. The wind. <laughs> but only yes if we bring our full selves to the table. Authentic tables are marked by honesty, vulnerability, engagement, joy of the Lord, and the power of a good question. We're called to create... Gosh, I'm spinning. I'm going to put this back. There we go. We're called to create space for all people, no matter their background, personality, and dare I say it, their theological view, to come as they are. Create space for people to grapple with the big questions of life, just like Alpha does. Create spaces for feelings to be shared and aired, the good stuff and the bad stuff to come to the surface for God to use and refine. But ultimately, we're called to create space for others to feel loved, seen, heard, and valued. And in doing this, it might look like us changing how we do things at our tables or who we invite. It might look like talking less and listening more or the opposite, it might look like being honest and sharing more. But either way, we should do so without grumbling. By reclining at the table and letting the fullness of ourselves be known and allowing the fullness of others to be shown by reclining at the table and letting the fullness of ourselves be known and the fullness of others to be shown.
And so to close, I want to leave you with <laughs> a few more questions of reflection. And that's it. So individually, what would it look like for you to recline at your tables? To be fully relaxed yet present just as Jesus was? What would it look like to put yourself and image aside and see others for who God has created them to be? So as we think about those questions, I'm just going gonna, gonna to pray for all of us. Um, so if everyone just want to bow your heads, close your eyes. Uh, yeah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you are the greatest host of all time. And you modeled to us what it means to be a good host. Father, forgive us for where we've come to our tables with facades, with fake images of ourselves, where we've lied at our tables, where we've, see, we've not seen people fully, we've seen what we've wanted to see, God. And we pray that today, you show us what it means to be an authentic host. What it means to have harmony between what's going on inwardly, who we are inwardly, and how we act and appear outwardly. We welcome your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name.